0: Like him, I killed in the name of good.
1: But the violence of my life pulled my soul towards the darkness. But I fought and freed my soul. Now I watch for others like me. Men are the ones who create evil on Earth. It is the choices they make that enslave their souls to Hell. This is the test.
0: psychology. We need more... Mark my words, AI is far more dangerous than nukes. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. I'm really quite close to, uh, very close to, to the cutting edge in AI and it scares the hell out of me. It's capable of vastly more than almost anyone knows and the rate of improvement is exponential. It feels like we are the biological bootloader for AI effectively. We are building it and then we're building progressively greater intelligence and the percentage of intelligence that is not human is increasing. And eventually we will represent a very small percentage of intelligence. Freedom consists of the distribution of power and despotism in its concentration. And so I think it's important if we have this incredible power of AI that if not be concentrated in the hands of a few and potentially lead to a world that we don't want. All of us already are cyborgs. Um, so you have a machine extension of yourself in the form of your, your phone and your computer and all your applications. You are already superhuman. But by far you have more, more power, more capability than the President of the United States had. 30 years ago. So everyone is already superhuman. We're rapidly headed towards digital superintelligence that far exceeds any human. I think it's very obvious.
1: Alright, welcome to the TylerBloyer.com live stream today on this April 16th, 2023. I am the host of the TylerBloyer.com podcast series, uh, as well as, of course, Tyler Bloyer himself. So uh, self-label, self-title there to go on for this stream of consciousness. I guess I don't need these on anymore. Um, And also getting back into the saddle here of things and uh, got a co-producer in the studio today and just checking that I can hear myself through the stream. There we go. Yep. Sounds good. So as long as everything continues to look good, uh, we won't need to monitor that. So, welcome today to this freeform podcast, a new format that I'll be doing. And uh, it's a little bit more loosely produced and uh, more of a free flow of ideas and thoughts coming from me. Something that doesn't require as much as much uh, structure and front-loading as some of the work that I've been familiar with doing with in the past, uh, such as what we left off with, with the freedoms rising series. And, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more as we get started here, but, uh, yeah, that opening clip there, uh, covering Elon Musk's, I don't know when that was was probably over a decade ago, warnings about AI and really good montage there. Uh, we'll talk about that. And my thoughts on AI in general, a little bit here coming up and, uh, As well, um, some other things. So, you know, the title of the show is AI Apocalyptical Freeform Podcast, but we're not just going to talk about AI. So if you came and you saw the title and you're here because you just want to hear me talk about AI, that's probably not the only thing I'm going to talk about today. And uh, you'll also notice that there's a different background behind me here going on than maybe you're used to seeing. So I've relocated the studio into a different, uh, town nearby. We actually moved the entire family and we're here in a new home. And that's partially why there's been an absence on my part. So I'll provide some more details as well on, you know, where I've been and what I've been doing since last July, when I put out the last episode, let me take a sip here. Again, um, we're going to be pretty casual with this format and I'm thinking being putting out episodes about once a week and be able to produce content still as I like to do for the website and the funnels that I've set up outbound you know RSS feed that I'll talk about a little bit more today as well and some of the things that have changed as far as the platforms that I use right now I'm actually live streaming this onto Odyssey so it's also the idea of this to not really edit too much. Maybe for the audio uploads, I'll cut out the beginning of the video where it's blank and there's no audio so that the audio people don't have to just listen to 20 seconds of nothing, but very light editing is the idea here as well. And I'm going to try Odyssey as far as the live streaming platform. I may start to multi-stream to Twitch as well. And also, Onto the Freedom's Rising 24 7 live stream. So let's just get into the desktop share here and go over a few things before we get into it here. See if I can fix that up a little. Let's see, I did like how I had the bottom cut off so it's not all noisy. There we go. As far as I know, the audio is working good. If the co-studio producer wants to let me know and uh, if it sounds all right, otherwise just continue on. Okay, so this is the website that I've been working with for many years. Uh, I've got all my content in here by category. Uh, You can also just see the feed and go back to Uh, the very beginning of the first pieces of content that I created as you go through the older posts. So it's a chronological feed. And I was going to go through to the very last page. I need a way on here to just jump to the end, huh? Because this is kind of a slow way to go back almost eight or nine years now and sometimes there's large gaps in the content production but you know the idea with my website being my name is that I can continue to publish here on many different various topics that I'm interested in and not be contained by this as a particular brand i do have you know i have my main gig that i do i have uh, businesses that i run and businesses that i operate and participate in And sometimes we'll talk about that here on the the website or in the content that's produced here, but it's not constrained. It's not meant to be totally constrained by one topic or one thing. And that's definitely by design and intentional on my part to, uh, which camera should I be looking at this one for this thing, uh, to keep it that way. And that way uh, over time, you know, it's more of a of sort of a a gift of mine to be able to put this stuff together and put it out there and not have to, you know, monetize it necessarily or worry about, you know, what the numbers look like or the donations or the subscribers or even the platforms. And uh, I've created freedomsrising.live, which everybody should be familiar with who listens to my work, unless, like, for some reason, today is the first time you're seeing something that I've put out. Uh, The last quite a bit of episodes and we did 32 episodes. So just below the getting out of the freezing point, I almost made it right out of the freezing point of 32 onto the, uh, you know, Freemasonic next, uh, out of the ice 33 number. So it's kind of synchro mystic that I left off on 32. I got iced. I I got stuck in the ice. I couldn't continue on uh, with the episodes. Now it's Definitely, Freedoms Rising is still alive, and it's still at freedomsrising.live. And as you can see, there's a screen within a screen within a screen happening here, because I'm also broadcasting this uh, live stream onto freedomsrising.live, which I guess is a Twitch channel uh, embedded here on Freedoms Rising's website. So I'm there right now live, and then also on the Odyssey channel, the AI apocalyptical freeform episode is being live streamed on tylerblawyer.com's odyssey channel i love odyssey's technology i love the library uh, protocol if that's what it is the creator seems like a really uh, good person a person who actually created something a, a little bit selfless by making it so that it's not necessarily attached to him in any way and that the library protocol can continue on As far as i understand it odyssey is sort of a client to that protocol and the back end is still the library if those who recall the library technology i still have the library app installed on my phone which can access the content as well and so definitely odyssey if you're not you know on odyssey i think it is a platform that will continue on and continue to grow and continue to be successful uh some of the other things that you can find uh, my work on after the fact uh, would be all these social media sites down here on my website that you can find. But if we go into a video, let's say like the last video here that I did, you can see that uh, I have BitChute, Odyssey, YouTube, we'll talk about that, Float, talk about that, uh, Rumble, and IPFS. Continuing forward with this new post, you're going to see BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble. IPFS and then the download the video which I offer through Odyssey. Odyssey allows folks to download the video pretty easy so the link that I use to download is from Odyssey. And then of course IPFS which I have a client and some ways of pinning that I've put out there. I'm not really running a I, I don't think it necessarily a legit IPFS node with multiple nodes geographically you know dispersed or something like that. But I, I also make my content available through IPFS. So, for example, if I click it, it should come up because I have the IPFS up. client running Freedom's on the Brave on browser that can access the IPFS protocol. So the, the post just pops right on up the rise. Me. But it, you know, if you're in like Europe. Four words. To post Four to little words that IPFS are hurting like America's pandemic
2: response. Up, what are they? Here, let Sean Hannity tell you. But he
1: lo- the idea is that it is hashed and it does have a file. Gosh, and I have pinned it out there myself, so it's at least starting the process. And uh, float, I don't even think the, plo- f- the float platform works anymore, I don't think it's even everything is good. Okay, sweet, thank you, co producer. And uh, so it sounds like everything's working fine. Float apparently is not working fine though, I and mean, I don't know. Do I refresh this? Is it going to come up? I don't even think the app is there any longer. So we will no longer be pu- publishing on Float. Uh, one of the new places that I will be publishing now... Sorry, I'm just pulling up uh, something here on the side. That's always fun to do live. Is going to be on the Noster Protocol, which I don't know how much I want to talk about Noster today. But I will be, and I don't know, I probably shouldn't even be live streaming, whatever could potentially pop up on Noster uh, in my social client. This is sort of what I see, and I've been introduced to this through Jack Spierko talking about it on his podcast, is I see this as being the future of social media, at least as far as how it would fit my purpose. I'm not totally sold on the protocol yet i see a lot of problems with these clients and the way that this might work um there's always going to be certain problems that come along with folks that try to make uncensorable ways of publishing content which is what this is for and what it's kind of designed to do and if you go read about noster uh, you'll find uh, you know that it's mainly like designed for censorship resistance uh but i see it as being just useful in general for moving your content around moving your feeds around moving your followers and likes around because of the way the protocol works you don't need just one client you can use multiple clients and that key of yours and the way that you interact with other people on relays will be propagated across the clients now some people's eyes are going across right now and like what what are you even talking about at all don't worry about it just know that there's. New forms of social media coming along, um, kind of like Float tried to do. Uh, this seems to be a little bit more uh, pre loaded and packaged and ready to go for the development community, uh, basically in the Bitcoin community, mainly, is what I'm understanding. Can take this and run with it and uh, not have to be, you know, constrained by the architecture of a company trying to move this forward. This is more like a, the community is bringing this forward, the open source, the decentralized community. There's problems with all these terms that I'm using. I'm not, like, saying decentralization is the future, is the only way, and, you know, uncensorship and things that you can just post whatever you want because there's all kinds of, you know, kitty, P-O-R-N problems and other spam and bots and other problems with this stuff. But let's not go on a tangent. Like I said, I don't want to go too deep on it there. Um, I... We'll put my information on how to get access to my snort social profile in the show notes so that if you do end up signing up for snort, um, and I'll, what I'll also do is link to this, uh, podcast from Jack Spearco, which I found snort and Noster through so that you can be introduced to it that way. He did a pretty good job on this episode. If you watch it, you'll find it funny because I don't think he did. He thinks he did a very good job on it because he kind of botched a few things. But it's a good introduction. And then if you YouTube, like how to use Noster, there's some good introductions there. And uh, so that's going to be something that I publish to uh, and try to link in like my social media followers. But YouTube is gone. Uh, YouTube was taken down at some point while I haven't been producing content they went through. And decided that it was time to take out the YouTube site. So uh, we all, I always knew that was coming. It didn't bother me. Uh, The channel was something that wasn't massive or anything like that. Anyhow, and, you know, I had planned for it for a number of years and embedded everything that I do onto Odyssey already. So nothing, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to go fix anything on my website. Maybe we'll go through and clean up these YouTube Links, but it's also kind of like a battle scar, like you know, hey, this used to be here, it used to be on YouTube, but you know, apparently, some of the stuff that I said was so controversial that they had to end up axing my channel. The same goes for Discord, you know, that's no longer something that's going to be available, not by my decision. I may have eventually decided to get off of Discord, but the same thing, my channel was violating community guidelines, there was like almost zero activity on the channel and me just posting my content. So, you know, we all know that the Discord Nazis and the YouTube Nazis were going to pull that shit anyway. So, you know, it wasn't surprising and it was uh, expected and, you know, cheers everyone for uh who was on those platforms, you know. But that's why I'm promoting these other things that Odyssey and uh, you know, the Noster Protocol and, you know, Rumble. I've, uh, there's also a Rumble link. I'll definitely be publishing to that still too. But shoot, which has been around forever. I think people kind of forget that it's there almost, but it's an excellent technology and, uh, you know, they're, they're built in a way that they'll probably be around for quite some time too. So, yeah. So we definitely want to promote and practice our publishing techniques that are indelible, and everlasting so that we can keep our content online and moving into the future and that's one of the things that we try to represent here and try to practice and put into you know how we publish our content so that other people can learn those methods too and maybe uh have a better time out there versus just you know losing something that you put so much energy to into build your own funnel build your ideas and your website and own your technology to the best that you can without having to pay like ridiculous hosting fees or something somewhere. Use these technologies that are available to, you know, like RSS is another thing that I wanted to bring up is this, I put everything onto RSS. So you can't, you can't censor RSS, like unless you're going to take out someone's domain. It's a, it's a XML file on a web page, you know? And then there's things that can understand that. So everyone should be using RSS, who not only is trying to circumvent the censors, but just as a technique to exploit that avenue that some people think their podcasting is their YouTube channel. No, podcasting was like an Apple thing, right? And it, it that's why it's called the pod. But what it really was was RSS. You know, that's podcasting not, not a YouTube channel, not even an odyssey channel, you know, understanding how to publish to these various outlets. And I choose to do it in an audio format because I've listened to, you know, I don't know, millions, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of hours of audio. Uh, I'm constantly listening to things and learning new things and learning about things through audio. And I'm not usually looking at whatever device I'm, I'm usually out and about moving around or doing things on the computer while listening to something, uh, doing my job, listening to something. And so it's on the side. I'm not watching it. And so I appreciate that format as well. And I put everything I do out through audio. Everything I've done from the beginning is in the RSS feed. And, you know, if you're not publishing with RSS, then I don't think you're really doing it right. I don't think you're, if you're, and it doesn't have to be, audio some people do video rss but that's also another reason why i'm just not concerned about oh this platform you know decided to shut you down or you lost your account over here you know because i i had a way that it was set up that it didn't really matter and i even see ways of circumventing you know them eventually going after certain people's domains if uh know if you want to talk about that you can let me know I have ideas about that but we're not going to talk about that here today okay so moving right along that's enough about that the next thing I want to talk about I have uh, the old life log open over here which we do use to promote businesses when I say we my partner and I my wife and I Cassandra and she has her alt-eats site on here. She probably has this posted elsewhere. But I wanted to just talk about uh, the grain-free bread-making class that she'll be doing on April 29th here in Snowflake, Arizona. And for those in the local area who wanted to come and support what we do or learn how to make uh, grain-free bread, you could come to this event. It is a paid event. You'd, it is... a uh, you know, it's not exactly expensive, but it's not exactly cheap. And, you know, you're going to get well uh, out of the money, though, what you pay. You're going to get out of it way more than that with what we provide here and what Cassandra is able to show and, and teach you uh, how to make these grain-free breads. So a lot of people have stomach problems with grains. Some people don't. Some people are gluten-free. Some people are you know have celiacs or gluten intolerant or just have... In general want to try alternatives or know how to make alternatives and Cassandra really has some great recipes and some delicious uh, ingredients that you know don't make it seem like a downside to eating this uh, type of bread it's more like wow I can't I didn't know that you could ever make bread out of that or I didn't know that that was possible so definitely for those in the local area we want to promote that and uh, come on out and see us. Go to Alteats.life uh, for more information on that and to sign up for the email newsletter and uh, the free online classes that we'll be putting out. And uh, more information about that concept of alt-eats can be found at Alteats.life. Uh, coming up I'm just kind of going through some announcements here to open up as well as you know kind of getting this going uh, there will be the so the next announcement that I have is I will be helping to produce the next seed conference seed 5 metamorphosis uh, September 23rd and 24th and the team there and Brandon invited me back to produce the live stream and you know load all the content and get it uh, streamed out throughout the weekend, as well as bringing in live Q&A and uh, some, maybe even many interviews and roundtable discussions. I'll be pushing the buttons that day for that, so I'm uh, definitely excited to be back and doing that for the SEED team and the people that are involved with the SEED conference are an amazing uh, group of people with lots of excellent information. Uh, basically, yeah, let's. it says a free online conference about the occult, esotericism, freedom, history, philosophy, symbolism, and natural law. So it's definitely not just like your average, you know, libertarian or even anarchist event. There's quite a bit of wisdom and things that maybe your average person hasn't considered packed into this event. And, uh, you know, doing the production on Seed 4, which was the first time I think Brandon did it online, Uh, so, you know, I hadn't attended any of the live conferences before that, being that I'm on the opposite side of the country, you know, with a family of five, it's hard to just get out across on the other side of the country, but previous to that, they weren't doing them live, Seed 4 went live, and uh, watching the content that went through that conference and, like, being involved with, you know, the people that produced a lot of the uh, graphics and uh, the the ads and the, the promotional material and then the content itself was just, you know, it was really a, amazing to be a part of and I, I took in so much information that it was kind of like I needed a break after that from, from thinking about things in a different way because there was just uh, quite a few various as- aspects and angles of how to interpret these difficult topics, you know, and how it all works together. And um, I know I've followed Brandon's work, you know, since basically finding Mark Passio and seeing how Brandon had taken and started to do his own thing and uh, turned it into this event, which he's put on, you know, now for the fifth iteration, which is no easy feat to do and not something that, you know, everybody can do. And the people that are involved in putting this work together are really, you know, doing a wonderful job of putting the work out there into the world. So the other place where you can find similar work and that I'd obviously, you know, need to touch on here would be the One Great Work Network. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in today's episode, which hopefully we don't go too long here. I'm already noticing that I've gone quite a bit just in basic introduction material here. So... We'll move right along, but the one great work network is a uh, the site that Mark Passio put together to, you know, promote the people's work that he feels like is doing the best job, and uh, you know, putting the work out there that is most likely to affect consciousness in a positive way on the planet and help things move in a better direction. And there's a lot of interesting content creators on this site, including myself, who's uh. The image is not cached there properly, apparently. Let's see. Maybe there's some issue. Maybe I need to fix my profile image. But you can find my work as well on the One Great Work Network and many other wonderful content creators, a lot of whom are also involved with the Seed Conference. Okay, so we talked about YouTube and Discord getting taken down and... Maybe I'll move forward one day with like a Gilded. I already At one point in time, in 2021, I created a Gilded server. I haven't built it out or promoted it at all, but it was like a backup if I wanted to have a community. Right now, I don't even know if I want to be involved in anything like that or have some place where people can come join a thing that I host or whatever. I mean... It's, is it worth it for me even where I'm at with the whole process to have that? I'm not sure, you know, so it's there. I may include it in the link. We'll see. Well, I'll put it in the show notes if I decide that I'd like to drive people towards a gilded server to have something like Discord, you know, which was useful for definitely for letting people know too about upcoming things or going live. Like that that was useful for, for people to get notified through Discord because it's, you know, something that people use. I don't know if people are, you know, really care about Gilded besides just the communities that they're on there on trying to do projects, which I, I do use it for that, for other things, but we'll see. So, uh, so yeah, the free form production that I'll be doing here is going to have video as you can see. So it's not just going to be audio like Freedom's Rising, which I was doing really early in the morning and I didn't want to have to fill everything with video and it was easier just to put a slide up and do graphics, uh, for an audio under the graphic and just, you know, go with that. And I, you know, again, I think some people that just listen to audio podcasts are, they appreciate that and it's fine for them to have it audio. Nobody really cares about the video. In other cases, like I just did where I share the screen and I'm going through and sharing the screen and, you know, uh, giving examples of what I'm talking about as I'm talking about it. And then if I play a clip, you get to have the visual. And there's not all that many steps in the pre or post-production, you know, once you get things rolling with with like OBS or Streamlabs or whatever you're using. Um, You know, it's not that much different than doing audio only, other than, you know, some people might not want to be on video like myself, not really loving all that much to be you know on a camera and talking about my stuff or other stuff like it's not it's not my I'm not a what's the guy's name that was on the Bud Light can uh Dylan Mulvaney or something like that's not I'm not a, I'm not an attention seeking person I'm not all about like people coming and paying a lot of attention to me or like you know what I'd look like or whatever but also, you got to work through that. You got to get over what you think people think of you, and realize they probably don't really care. You know, <laughs> like, and if they do, then like maybe something's wrong with them if they are really caring that much about it, as well. So it's more of like a, you know, a negative aspect of ego to to really get concerned about these things. But the idea with the freeform series, and I don't know if that'll, that that name will change or if I'll just drop that name and just title the episodes but is to uh, get back in the saddle in a way for myself. and people that have watched my work over the years might be kind of giggling because I've said that quite a few times. Now I just look at it as, I I got a lot going on in life. Uh, This is not like my main focus. I do love to produce content and and I even like uh, to do basic productions like this. It's not like it's like some super complicated edit and I'm doing all this crazy stuff together. Like it's pretty basic, but it's something that, when I'm not doing it, I, I feel like I should be doing it. And then when I am doing it, I feel happy about that and it makes me feel good. And if I can do it in a way that can help other people or, you know, uh, grow something that could be, you know, helpful to a community or even just helpful to young men, if that's, you know, or helpful to my sons as they get older and can go back and listen to what I'm doing or you know, just helpful for me to, to grow and build myself and become a better person, then that's, that's the stuff that I like to do. I I enjoy doing it for that reason. Um, Obviously there's been a philosophical underpinning to the work that I've done and a certain direction that I've taken it. And uh, it hasn't just been like, Oh, whatever I want to talk about. Like we talk about freedom. We talk about slavery. We talk about tyranny. We talk about, you know, the creature of control. And we've talked about, you know uh working through your own problems and your own your own maybe lack of desire for real actual freedom and some of the hang-ups there when i've talked about falling into movement traps and uh the problem with the freedom movements and the or the lack thereof that the what we, the bowel movements that they actually are instead of actually freedom movements you know w- we definitely have stayed in that vein and so i'm not necessarily saying well i'm i'm breaking away from that, just talk about other things, but no, I just, I feel like, and I've been inspired by folks like, um, Greg Reese or others who put out his Sunday show, um, or people like Clint Richardson or other people who just keep it more real or like Gary Vee, like he's a, you know, Gary, uh, Vanderbilt, I think is his name, no, that's not it. Gary, <laughs> I can't even remember, uh, is it Vander, uh, Gary V. If you've ever heard of this individual, he's quite multifaceted and he has excellent ways of kind of condensing wisdom into very quick snippets and passes them along. And one of the ideas was sort of, you know, that if you're, if you're having to study for the podcast or having to study for the content that you're creating and it's outside of your realm of knowledge too much, then you're not keeping it real. Like you're, you're sort of also, you know, making it really hard on yourself. It's not necessarily not keeping it real, but it's just making it way more difficult Uh, rather than, you know, just kind of be who you are and express the, you know, information that you have. And if you don't have that information, then don't be talking about it, you know, (laughs) like don't be out there like stretching beyond what you're able to reach to, to when you're producing your content. It shouldn't be, that way, you should be producing the real situation as it is. And so, you know, a lot of this stuff, I I, I am good at seeing things in different ways, then I can definitely weigh multiple perspectives and hold those thoughts in my head without having to accept either one of them. Um, Always been good at scrutinizing people that are sort of drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, and uh, also feel like I have, you know, a job to do here on this planet and it doesn't necessarily have to come through the content but it is to you know work on our overall level of freedom as a humanity and as a family unit and then as as myself obviously is where that's going to start but we we do have work here to do to make sure that at least the opportunities that were provided to us and the you know the standing on the shoulders of giants type thing like we have a responsibility to future generations to not let it slip, you know, to not do the AI apocalyptical, you know, takeover of humanity. And we'll talk about that a little bit here um, as I move through my show notes. Because if, if you know me, I do like to be prepared as part of the not wanting to just go live and just totally off the cuff. I'm going to definitely have some show notes that I work through that then, yeah, I'll provide links and things like that afterward too. Go on, but yeah, it's been a while for me, and it's it ended last summer when I stopped being able to put out a podcast because just a lot, a lot came in after that. A uh, little break that I had to go camping up at Jack Jackalope. That's a whole nother topic, uh, Jackalope Freedom Festival, and the the things that went on this last year, and our ideas and thoughts moving forward. Uh, with how we're going to approach that kind of thing our jackalope in particular Um, i'll say this i've met some really amazing people by since attending jackalope maybe um, six years ago or so the first time or five or six years ago and so you can't take that away from what i've gained and you know what i know numerous others have gained up there there's there's some community to be had and people that i've Matt, they're definitely still part of my life that have come through that event uh that being said then we had to move we got notified we, we needed to move later in the year and that was sort of when i was going to be getting back into producing again after a small break turning into a much bigger break because we had a certain timeline then that we had to hit to relocate we want to get onto a homestead we want to be able to, it doesn't have to be some massive, like, 40 or 120 acre thing. We we both are up for that kind of a thing, because a lot of the land out here is more like a deserty forest. Like, it doesn't need a maintenance, it kind of maintains itself, but you carve out the area you want to work. I mean, the rest of it is is luscious desert, or uh, even if you get into the forest area, you know, you can have larger pieces of land and you're not necessarily like maintaining 40 acres you're maintaining the part that you carve out and want to maintain uh forest and stuff like that will basically maintain itself but the you know so we'd rather do that but the timeline wasn't working out and so it was stressful we wanted to get onto a property we didn't we're still renting for now while we look for a place to get onto which is what our whole goal of moving in this area of arizona was to do was to be able to, you know, surveil and let, get get a feel for the area where we really wanted to end up that could be a longer period of time. And then, you know, do animal husbandry and uh, be able to raise livestock. And also, you know, if that means just the chickens that we're doing now. As you can see, I got some, this funny looking thing over here is actually six new chicks that I picked up yesterday Uh, Cassandra went to pick them up Friday. We were off on the day. There's only so many available. Uh, You got to be there early. So uh, I jumped out of bed and went to go get in line and brought home six new baby chicks back here that we hope are all hens. But if there's one rooster, then, you know, hopefully there's not more than one. (laughs) So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more too coming up. I'm, I'm putting myself up for a lot of work uh, when I've already gone almost as long as I wanted to go for the whole episode, and I feel like I haven't even gotten started here yet. Uh, but the chicken thing, we'll definitely talk more about that in the future. We have eight hens outside, uh, we no longer have our rooster. And yeah, so really, I got a, a lot of other things going on besides producing content. I mean, I'm a network engineer by trade, and that's my main skill set. And I'm full-time employed doing network engineering work, uh, specifically in uh, web security at the moment. And that in itself is an entire multi-universe thing where you can just continue your life forever learning these things. And now, you know, you got the AI um, coming in with chat GPT and things like that that are not just come, they're coming to take our jobs. Like, they took our jobs. No, I don't, I don't see it that way. I see it like the freedoms rising white pill thing. Like I think that as doom and gloom as it can seem out there, or, you know, all my, the banks are collapsing, the economy, the, everything's inflating, the prices are going up, their CBDCs are coming in, the AI, da, 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 da. I kind of see it the opposite. I I think that This change is is like the future shock, right, idea. Like, it is a lot at once. And it's kind of meant to be in the way that the people are trying to manipulate you to be scared. And the people that use uh, FUD, uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, to control you and to you know like the mainstream media for example just loves all this stuff because they can just continue with the world uh russia and all ukraine and they're dropping nukes and just continues on with like fear 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 and it's just wherever you want to pick it up you can get a little dose of that fear and and, uh uh alvin toffler was the guy uh, who wrote future shock a 1970 book by american futurist i'm looking that up here i don't have i didn't have that off the top of my head, I'm not all that smart. I'm just uh, I'm good at looking stuff up, as somebody told me once, and that's kind of true, you know. And that's again, my skill set might not be that I'm extremely book smart and, uh, book book smart and can cite every reference and quote every page and all that stuff, but I'm just using the tools that are available. I mean, we we've been doing this for some time here at tylerblair.com with the web brain uh creature of control web brain uh, documenting and linking together the stuff that we've researched over the years and put into the my uh shows even everything that i talk about is basically linked in this database under the central pillar of the creature of control which is One of the topics that i'm most interested in is is who is the creature of control right is the first series of content that i put out there it was the first question that i asked and uh you know it is it is you and it's also the creation of you uh by the societal shapers and molders the creature is the thing that we struggle with it's sort of the dark side that doesn't really want uh, freedom, but puts on the mask of all these brilliant things and f- movements and things that actually make it really look like that person, uh, you know, has a lot of virtue, but it ends up being a false persona. Anyways, we're not going to go into the creature right now, but yeah. So AI, it, the way I look at it in chat GPT and, uh, You know the self-driving cars or other ai's uh they're going to be probably like self or policing and enforcing law at some point um i'm with elon in the opening clip that it's extremely dangerous and we must watch out uh for this technology and we're not prepared or we're under prepared hopefully the live stream's coming through all right i'm jamming a lot into my internet circuit right now which needs to be upgraded That's a concern. Just checking things out. It looks fine. I mean, it might not be like the best 1080p ever, but I'll see if that comes through. But anyway, so he's right. Elon is not wrong about that, right? Um, Most people don't even understand what is happening now or what's coming with artificial intelligence. I don't like the word... I think that people try to anthropomorphize the technology into being human-like. And obviously the way it's being created is to make it more human-like and be able to respond and interact like a human to the point where we're not even going to be able to tell the difference pretty soon here. It's already getting pretty scary with uh, like, the 11 labs, the voice-generated AI thing where you can feed it uh, small audio clips of somebody. And then it will just, you can then tell it to write a whole podcast or write a whole essay and read it in that voice. And the thing will start to read and sound really similar. You can feed it multiple voices and have, then you could have chat GPT, write a, a script for a podcast, right. And feed in these voices. And you could have people talking like Joe Rogan and, uh, you know, um, what's his name, Rich Roll, Rick Roll or whatever, Rich Roll, the guy, not Rick Roll, Rich Roll, and do a podcast on the uh, how great Eleven Labs is and chat GPT for our business, and boom, it would spin it out, and it's going to get to the point where you don't know the difference, and uh, that is really dangerous because of how it can be used to manipulate people right through mainstream media or like even even them like well sources say and like the source could just be some ai uh that sounds a lot like the director of the cia or something or and it's going to get really scary we're going to have to develop counter uh technologies to this stuff where it doesn't uh we're going to have some have to have some way of fingerprinting that so we know for sure if it was an ai or not there's going to have to be another ai that monitors that ai (laughs) i'm trying to monitor my own stream here and just see if i can hear that it's still working okay but the ai will need a signature to know that another ai did a thing right that's what we're going to have to do we're going to have to have tools that utilize ai to also check that something else isn't fake basically because we're not going to be able to tell the difference at some point with some of this stuff and these are just like this is just an example i'm coming up with from other people and like also like off the top of my head a little bit what other people have talked about what about the stuff that we don't know about you know what about the unknown unknowns the there's the known knowns right this is where i need to have a somebody in the studio that will pull stuff up and like this will be something like censored off the web one day, maybe. This is such a famous clip, right? Let's see if we can get this in here.
0: Reports
2: that say there's that that, that something wrong with the hasn't head, yeah. happened are always interesting to me because as we know, there are known knowns. There are things we know we know. We also know there are known unknowns. It's a so that quiet, is to say huh? we know Reports that say there's that 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 something hasn't happened are always interesting to me because as we know There are known knowns. There are things we I know, know we know. Quiet, I'm sorry. We also know there are known unknowns That is to say we know there are some things we do not know But there are also unknown unknowns the ones we don't know we don't know
1: and as as funny as that sounds, it's absolutely true. Like there are the unknown unknowns and with AI, that's sort of the issue here. (laughs) Like, there's just stuff that people can think about that we should protect against. But then there's the fact that this thing could maybe start self bootstrapping, self creating, self writing its own code. And we don't know what to anticipate there. I mean, that's the issue. They're trying to keep AI in the box. And if we can keep the rails on this stuff, and if we can, but you know what about the evil actors what about the uh, malevolent people what about people that get a hold of this that want to use it for destruction or nefarious purposes I mean you're trying to make the argument to me if you're on the on saying there's no worry about this that there's no nefarious actors out there in the world I mean I work again in the world of cybersecurity we look at every Everybody as a potential bad actor the state is not excluded uh, military obviously being a part of the state um, And but then obviously like oh you're black hat hackers out there but then there's also like organizations and there's all sorts there's again the biggest threat in cyber security or any um, computer system connected to the internet is going to be the state the state is the largest bad actor out there the state is uh notoriously has the most funding to do this sort of stuff you know the the ransomware out there that's probably the most popular flavor at the moment was most likely developed by something like the nsa or the kgb or mi6 or something like that right and then uh and then they it's kind of like with COVID, like they released the thing uh then they have the reaction already set up so that they can then through industry and the front companies put out the solutions to these problems that were originally created by darpa you know or whatever so uh yeah so just a few brief thoughts on that opening clip i know it's been a minute maybe we just play it one more time as i take a sip and we listen to that so everybody can get the context for what we're talking about
0: mark my words ai is far more dangerous Nukes. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. I'm really quite close to, uh, very close to, to the cutting edge in AI, and it scares the hell out of me. It's capable of vastly more than almost anyone knows, and the rate of improvement is exponential. It feels like we are the biological bootloader for AI, effectively. We are building it and then we're building progressively greater intelligence and the percentage of intelligence that is not human is increasing and eventually we will represent a very small percentage of intelligence. Freedom consists of the distribution of power and despotism in its concentration and so I think it's important if we have this incredible power of AI that if not be concentrated in the hands of a few and potentially lead to a world that we don't want. All of us already are cyborgs, Um, so you have a machine extension of yourself in the form of your your phone and your computer and all your applications. You are already superhuman, but by far you have more more power, more capability than the President of the United States had 30 years ago. So everyone is already superhuman. We are rapidly headed towards digital superintelligence that far exceeds any human. I think it's pretty obvious
1: all right so that's you know why i was bringing up the topic later on into the show was based on the intro and why we call the ai apocalyptical uh, apocalypse really just meaning uh, the great revealing or an enlightening moment and so that's what i see is that this technology is is going to benefit humanity um, in the long run and that we'll come up with ways of constraining things and there will be other um, techno- technological innovations that come along here in the next decade that are going to blow out of the water the previous paradigm. I mean, you can just get ready for that. Nothing will look the same at all in 10 years from now. And it's not all doom and gloom. I think that, you know, that's what they would like us to think, and then we kind of give up. But really, these tools can be used for for good and i know that sounds like the, like the famous last words thing you know but it's true they're just tools and we can use them to empower humanity and not just ai but other things that are going to come online that will help to raise the standard of living in a way that hopefully then humanity is able to continue to build on our you know prosperity and not just you know make a worldwide shit hole that you know ends up looking like uh, Aldous Huxley's Brave New World mixed with 1984, mixed with Elysium, and all the other sort of dystopian outlooks on what humanity will look like in the future. But yeah, Apocalypse is just a revelation here in my Webster's 1828 online. Uh, Discovery, Disclosure, the name of the book of the New Testament containing many discoveries or predictions respecting the future state of Christianity, uh, so it's not just about doom and gloom. There's also rebirth, or phoenix rising, or you know, great un- awakening, great unveiling of information, which is where we're going through again. We had the internet. Now we have artificial intelligence combining with these previous technologies to build onto that in an exponential growth type fashion, which feels very uncomfortable and can definitely be very dangerous and it, you know, there's definitely the possibility that this is all going to go off the rails very quickly. But, you know, what's the point in talking about it in that way only? <laughs> because uh, I want to have a future to continue on. And I don't have a lot of hope for my children if it's just all doom and gloom to have, you know, the reason to get up in the morning to continue on. So maybe the person out there that's going, yeah, we're all fucked. He doesn't understand. It's so screwed. Like maybe you're right bro but like maybe it's one of those things where yeah if you say that you're right and if you don't say that and you say the opposite and you say no we're going to get through this we're going to be continue to build freedom our communities are going to get stronger we're going to get better through all this then you know you're probably also right so it's you know manifestation bro it's the secret man it's 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 don't you know anything about hermeticism bro and speaking of that And bringing things into the future. Uh, I don't have a ton of time with what I had planned to continue on with the outline. I planned too much for this episode, apparently. Because we're we're at about the time that I wanted to do for this uh, beginning back into the saddle with this AI apocalyptical episode. But I do want to get into the clip. And it does tie in. But... Um... I just want to introduce it a little bit that... Well, we'll play the clip. Basically, it's going, we're going to switch topics into CBDCs because it's been something that's been talked about quite a bit since I've not been producing content. It's obviously, it, uh, along with the AI, along with World War III, along with, you know, uh, I guess it did kind of get snuck out of a Wuhan lab and, uh, whoops, like I said, with the Wuhan Oswald Institute of Virology um, being displayed as like oh well if it did leak it was from china and if it didn't leak it was from a wet lab and it never had anything to do with united states uh, military industrial complex or darpa or anything like that never ever but it was china if it did leak from china right we we saw that story was going to be what the story was for since the fuck since the very beginning right uh, and apparently that's probably why my YouTube channel and Discord was taken offline. And now, of course, it's okay to come out and talk about this stuff after, you know, you've taken out the opposition and silenced the voices that you don't want to be around in the next one or whatever. Uh, along with all that, there's been the CBDC, you know, talk in the Fed now program and uh, a lot of discussion in the quote-unquote awakened freedom whatever community about CBDCs and central bank digital currencies is what I'm talking about for those that aren't familiar with the term. And what are we going to do about this? How are we going to avoid it? How are we going to, and you know, there's a lot of, well, Bitcoin and, you know, I don't know. I think that most likely most people are wrong about the perspective that they have about what's going to happen with this and how it's all going to work and what they're going to do about it, how they're going to fight against it. Um, you know, so let's get into this next clip first, and then I'll follow up with a little bit of commentary, and then we'll wind it down, even though, man, there are some other things that I wanted to get into today. But also, the idea with this is not to occupy an entire day of mine in the studio publishing and having to follow up and continue. Cause I can just continue to DJ clips and continue to talk about them, and we've, uh, you know, I've done three-hour series episodes before, and maybe that's what this should be, or it's going to turn back into. But for now, let's get into the intermission clip. Uh, let's see where did I have that loaded here, and then we'll come back and discuss a little more.
2: Founded by David Rockefeller, the Trilateral Commission has been an arm of the globalist deep state since 1973. Last week, at their annual meeting, a speaker who cannot be identified according to Commission rules said that we are now in a period of structural inflation that will last for decades. They said that the free market is over and industry now sets policy. And they said that this year, 2023, is year one of this new global order. Days later, the Federal Reserve Bank announces a July launch for their new FedNow service, which was first announced in October of 2021. The too-big-to-fail banks and all the large processors are already on board, and so is the U.S. Treasury The first week of April, the Federal Reserve begins the FedNow pilot program for early adopters to become certified participants to help the Fed confirm readiness for their July launch. FedNow is an instant payment processing system that seeks to be the base of all digital transactions, acting as an umbrella company to manage all financial payments. This has been shown to be the gateway to a central bank digital currency, CBDC. Fed now is much like the Reserve Bank of India's instant payment system, the Unified Payments Interface, or UPI. UPI has had huge success in converting rural communities into a complete cashless society. According to the International Monetary Fund, UPI democratized the payment system and paved the way for central bank digital currencies. Central bank instant payment processing is also how the Central Bank of Nigeria introduced its CBDC, ENIRA, which has been, so far, violently rejected. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. thank you for watching the latest greg reese report be sure to go to reese to see my latest videos sign up for my free newsletter and subscribe for exclusive content and be sure to support my sponsor at infowarsstore.com <laughs>
1: part of that video was i didn't watch that part but the fed now the cbdc's that's what i wanted to get into for a minute here just give my take on something that i was asked recently what are we going to do about this how are we going to resist this what are your plans you know someone asking me this question and uh you know, this person had their own concept of how this will be resisted. Of course, uh, it's a similar thing of, you know, well, we'll do agorism and, you know, we'll be using cryptocurrencies or, you know, local community dollars or, you know, barter and trade networks and things like that, which I'm not opposed to any of that stuff. If it comes across that way, I don't mean to sound that way. It's just I think there's some naivety in the way that, Some of that stuff is put forward as the ultimate solution to this. And I think that there's also some naivete about how you'll be coerced into using this. It's not going to be so much, you know, a carrot and stick thing. Like the stick is not going to look like a stick. Uh, They could even be doing. I mean, it all already all is just digital crap in computer systems that running algorithms and printing or whatever, like creating more digits in banking in banks when they make a loan. There's not necessarily anything backing this stuff now besides our belief in it. So turning it into a digital thing is hardly any different from what it is now in that sense. Now it is different, obviously, in the way that that data can be used to track, trace, and database and control various behavior components of people and will it be used in that way yes absolutely it will be used in that way but the f- spirit of resistance or the willingness to resist is not going to be extinguished just because they roll out a cbdc and i even think there's a way to do this where you're not necessarily just completely you know abstinent not using their system because a lot of the people that are promoting all these other things that have cash in their wallet right use the us dollar they're not they might even use in trading a lot in bitcoin and monero and other things like that but even those values are tracked in us dollar values and we're learning in the world right now obviously that this can change and that that the world reserve currency may no longer uh be the us dollar moving forward And maybe that is a good thing, you know, maybe there shouldn't be a central one currency uh, that backs that everything's based on that comes from one nation. I mean, maybe that maybe that wasn't a good system. Uh, Maybe there does need to be uh, new ways of looking at things and doing things. And maybe the people, the doom and gloomers that this collapse and it's all going to hit at once and the markets are going to fall out and the housing thing is going to blow up and then. They're gonna force you into a FEMA camp, with the, and if you don't take the central thing, like that's that is all in a way true. But then at the same time, it's not all set in stone yet, and it's not all guaranteed. And that people that push this stuff could largely be underestimating the forces that they're up against on the opposite side. And um, I think that they can't just extinguish freedom because they roll this out. There's gonna be a lot more to it than that, and a lot more that goes on and there's going to be a lot of resistance to what they're trying to do and that's the answer is resistance you know and living in a way that's free and knowing that ultimately you are free and no one can take that from you and that even if your physical conditions are that of slavery which they are on this planet for people the mental condition and understanding of true freedom and sovereignty uh, is not something that they can just take from you as of yet without the neural link or you know other ways of just completely turning you into a borg cyborg robot uh without human emotion they haven't extinguished that yet and that could be a possibility potential outcome i don't think it's guaranteed i think there's a lot to be helpful for and i think that we can do it together and resist uh you know tyranny and resist evil together so It needs to be done first in the heart and you have to make that decision that you will not be uh, a slave and that if you are a prisoner, it's being a prisoner, it's not a willing slave, not someone who wants to be in that position. And I think that humanity is going to get burned really hard with a lot of things coming up soon. But what happens when you start getting burned? You know, what happens when you start to feel it? Hopefully this is kicking off. The great resistance to tyranny and another iteration of 1776 you know fighting against this in a very serious matter to say we are not your slaves we are not your cattle and we are not going to go along with you know your your uh, plan to just have us all be controlled through this central currency that's how you fight against it right and it's not a guaranteed outcome part of why I do this content is not just to say that, you know, my content or what me and the other producers like me are doing is going to change the world completely. But also, I mean, look at the, I mean, that's part of it, but look at the opportunity that we have in this generation to create, uh, again, with going back to the very beginning, what I was talking about with com, a, a stream of thoughts and ideas to, to let people know who I was, right? Looking future now. Our children don't have that opportunity, or I I don't didn't even have that opportunity. What I meant to say is, our children will have that opportunity. Previous to that, there was no opportunity to know my great 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 grandparent in a way that we have now. And there was ways of writing, and there was ways of maybe even photography and other things, but to be able to put your thoughts in a, in out there in a way like this, like I'm doing now where someone can actually get to know me a lot better by hearing what I'm saying throughout, you know, the time that I produced the content that feels like an opportunity that we can't pass up. I mean, we've, we've got to find a way to make things better overall, you know, while taking advantage of these opportunities. If, and that means, if that means for your business, then you probably should be creating a lot of content for your business. If it means you know, for you that you think that there's a good chance that we're going to be able to fight against the AI and the CBDCs or whatever. And that's what you're going to make your content about. Go. That's great. The reason why I haven't stuck myself into one, like I'm only going to talk bio war and I'm going to do everything I do is about bio-sci war. Cause there's a lot more. It's multifaceted. I think bio war does incorporate a lot of what's going on today with the biological war, the psychological warfare being, uh, you know, waged on humanity. But, uh, there's more to it than that. There's more to me than that. There's way more to me than I'm just a network engineer or I, you know, just a chicken farmer out here in the sticks. Uh, I, again, I I have a family, I have children. I I plan to have grandchildren. I plan to homestead. I plan to do animal husbandry and and raise livestock and, uh, garden and, and grow as much as my own food as I can and be more self-sufficient in as many ways as possible. So, you know, why would I make my content just about this one thing and stick myself into that part when that fades out and now I can't continue? I mean, that was never my idea from the beginning. And so, you know, even with how I'm going to exit this today, uh, we'll get into a lot of the stuff that I did want to get into today. We'll probably just move it to next week. Uh, there, There was some stuff about the sovereign citizen movement that I wanted to talk about. Some things that happened right down the street from where I grew up, um, that Utah man getting shot multiple times, that I'm not like on the side of the guy that resisted the police. I'm also not on the side of the police for killing him in the way that they did. It was a little bit of a confusing situation on both parts, um, but I don't think that that's our way to do this. I don't think that fighting people on the side of the road who are armed psychopaths probably, or at least armed and have... You know, a belief system that they're not going to sit and argue with you about your ID on the side of the road. And I think that reality, and again, you know, half in the matrix, maybe not completely believing it, but then what I used to call the secondary matrix is maybe a better place to be able to see ourselves as and playing by their rules when we go in their system to not end up dead on the side of the road or put in a a steel box with bars for the rest of your life. That's probably not the way to go about you know resisting the tyranny and there's probably a lot smarter and better ways to go about it than ending up dead on the side of the road and just another statistic and and with those police feeling like they were in the right because of the way that it was handled um i'll maybe get into that more next episode but i didn't want to let this one get out without me at least talking about that because it did happen so close to where i grew up and i'll put a link to it in the follow-up notes uh, to do that so Again, um, drop all those things that I wanted to mention into the next episode. We're going to wrap this one up today. Uh, If you took anything out of it, uh, let's start using the tools like Snort, like Noster, uh, to grow platforms that we can use in a more sustaining way for our content to move forward into the future. So that if there's things that we can't... You know, freely express ourselves or have uh, the ability to express ideas that aren't held by everyone else, and our content gets taken down. Then, I've preached here from the beginning, and what I work on with my clients is to launch and to publish in a more sustainable way. And you know, I can I'll continue to do that and show how we can do that. But I'm going to wrap up with a song from Pucifer and it's on their remix album. Uh, the remix album is called...
2: <laughs> uh,
1: Existential Reckoning re- worked, rewired, rewired. And I like Pucifer. They're an Arizona band. I met my wife at a Pucifer concert. Uh, they've always been near and dear to me in that way. And then also, you know, the fact that they're an Arizona band just makes them that much cooler and again going back to i this is my content i'm going to do what i want i want to play this song and there's no problem uh, with any of the platforms that i publish on to play someone else's music because i'm not like trying to profit off this episode it's it's uh you know what do you call it it's a uh, public domain or uh fair use it was the word i was looking for you know This isn't something that should cause a problem, and but on certain platforms that I used to be on, it would have. But anyway, apocalyptical is the name of the song. So, a I opened up the episode apocalyptical. The song exits it out. We did talk a a little bit about both throughout the episode, and then I will be back probably next weekend or the weekend after. Typically, I think I'm going to be doing this type of a show on the weekend. Doesn't mean I won't be doing other content. Doesn't mean there won't be other things that I work on and put out there as far as content goes. But this is sort of just a free form. We'll have this; these episodes go out in more of a free form. Thoughts that I had, thoughts that I wanted to talk about, things that I wanted to put out there. And, you know, now that I've got my studio kind of set up, you can tell it's a little messy. But I've got things, you know, more far along. So I'm ready to get back and kind of get back to producing content. So again, signing out, Tyler. Uh, here with the tylerbler.com content and i will be signing out and we will see you guys next time thank you very much